Welcome back, Aaron. Hey, Chris. Good to see you. Hey, Aaron. It's good hey. to see you. I like how we pretend we didn't just spend 15 minutes shooting the shit. And <laughs> now we're like, minutes. hey, just pop it on. Six minutes. And I like, uh, for those that can't see, Aaron's got the Northern Lights behind him uh, on his background. Yes. Um, we're going to talk uh, about the vortex of vision today. The vortex of vision. Good. And I, I think this is cool because I have no idea what you're talking about. I, it's you know, a big I, reveal. Big reveal. And I'm we'll like, see how you were. Vision. It's good. <laughs> it's got a great alliteration. It sounds yeah. cool. I like yeah. Vortex. I'm a big, you know, Esther Hicks fan and yeah. Vortex yeah. is big with them. And uh, Vision is something yeah. I've been playing with. So I would really. Okay, good. Couple. Uh, so let me set it up for us then. Um, uh, my experience of Vision in my own life um, for till my 40s, I'm 46 now. Um, any vision I had in business was about income and lifestyle. And I think as a society, most of our vision, if I said, what's your vision? Most people's answer would be something around income, how much money they want to make, how much they want in a retirement account, or the lifestyle they want to have. I want to work four hours. I want to have houses in all the places, whatever. So that is, I think, the current norm for people in business. If I said, what's your vision? Or, or something that serves that, right? They might say, my vision is to have, you know, sell a hundred houses, but why do you want to sell a hundred houses? Because I want income and lifestyle. So you could throw success in there too. Success is a function of lifestyle or status. All right. I'm going to just stop you for a second. Yep. Can I interrupt before you, as you go, how do you want to, okay. That's how we, that's how we roll. Okay, fine. I know. can't believe I'm asking if I can interrupt you. <laughs> like I've never, we've never done this before. Um, <laughs> All right. Do you think that's the case? Do you think that that is because I, I don't hear vision that way, you know, but that could just be because I spent 30 years being trained to inside futures and possibilities and creating something from nothing and hear it on a much larger context than, um, but I do. So it's funny, Chris, because um, I was just writing the introduction to <clears throat> the book. I, I'm writing um, where we interviewed successful agents and yeah. the sort of the takeaway is one of the takeaways is um, the power of possibility. And I'm using possibility the way you're using vision. So same, okay. same, same. And I write in there that it's not goals because the goals are numerical. Yeah, goals are tend yeah. to be what t- goals tend to be what you're talking about. Um, but you, and I think what you're saying now is, most people relate to vision and have vision and goals be synonymous goals in that way. That that's what that collapse. I think if you, if I, there's two thoughts coming. One is if I, if I, um, a lot of people have vision boards and on those vision boards are things like cars and houses. And I'm looking at two of my vision boards and that's exactly what's on them. Planes and boats and, and, and income and lifestyle. Uh, yeah. And then there's some sort of meditation and, you know, vibey lifestyle. stuff. So um, that's about you. Meditation's about you. Most yeah, of my, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, my yeah. point. My point is most people's vision is about them. Yes. Good. A it's totally about bad. you. I, the vision board thing is nailed it completely for me. That's great. I never, yeah, good. Okay. Keep going. I totally get how yeah. I use vision. Yep. And if I said to, um, if I, and you know, it was true for me, if I said to you, Aaron, like, what is your vision? 
Tell me your vision. What would you say? Um, well, it's interesting. I would say something like, you know, I would, I would probably say something like my vision is that people have the ex- people in life have the experience of agency in their life. I would talk about it. Like my talk about my calling. Yeah. But I don't have that on my vision boards. Yeah. So, I mean, I would talk about it globally. Yeah. But you my, just, yeah. but my uh, uh, muscle memory, my actual on the courtness of it. Yeah. Yeah. Is personal. Yeah. It's a real dichotomy, a real. Uh, uh, so that's the other way. Problem, but yeah. Well, that's the other way this can show up then is those who are um, heart-centered, who have a heart for others, who typically look in the world of possibility, who see that the world could be better. Vision, so they're, they're still going to have a vision board or something, uh, uh, goals about my life and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But their vision for anything beyond themselves lives in a universal. It lives in a wispy, overarching really? agency for humanity. And yes. we're like, well... But what's, it's not a, it's not a vision. It's not, it's a possibility. It's an yeah. idea. It's yeah. not like when I think of vision um, to me, there are things you can see literally vision things I can see in my mind's eye um, or, or things I want to create, not, not a concept I want to create, but things I want to create for others in the world. That's Dope. I'm going to have to re-listen to this because that is dope. That is great. I, I don't. Yeah. I and don't. It's a very imaginative exercise. Mm. It's a very creative. You get to say whatever it is. Like if you were going to build a vision board for agency for other people and you allowed yourself, you gave yourself permission to not to, to look at the, see the things, what are the things not, and you don't have to, the, the reason we kill this off is because we often go to, I don't know how, I'm going to do it. So we kill it off at how, and we don't, we never let our imagination get to the vision. So we live in universals and cliches. We don't ever actually live in the tangibility of a vision. It's great, Chris. I, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot there, you know, like the de-wispify. I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. I like that. Uh, de-wispify. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. it all lives in a wispiness. I, I like that. It really does. And, um, it it's funny like i don't have any problem looking at my vision board you know i don't have any problem there's wispy stuff on there and then there's you know a cessna you know um <laughs> yeah yeah not, not wispy um and i'm I, I, it would take re- creativity for me to get what i talk about my calling my vision in that context into something concrete like in my mind's eye to be able to see it i haven't done that work and i haven't done that part of the the knee jerk there isn't i don't know how so much as uh i don't want to limit it um you know like the the knee jerk around niching down people sure, have sure. you know sure, i don't sure. want to limit it um but that's the only thing that's really preventing is i haven't t- taken the time to do the thinking yeah about yeah. what it actually would look like 
to have agency, people experience agency in life and then to create. Okay, good. So that's keep going. That's so that's when you talk about vision, that's what you mean. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And you're contrasting that to any of the other possible definitions, which is everything we just sort of went through. Is that correct? Yep. All right. I'm tracking. So what happens then is, uh, and I think uh, oftentimes it's a dead end for people or, or, or a karmic loop because we, we get inspired at the mountaintop and we're like, ah, let's have love for everyone. And then, and then we get in the trenches of work and, um, and chasing our current vision on our vision boards that are about me and mm-hmm. it becomes very hard. Well, there's no framework for how to think about this. Oh, maybe not no framework, but it's not a common muscle memory to think through a process of how to access the thing that's in your soul to do. So maybe that we can spend some time here then going through the four, the four, what I would call circles of the vortex of vision. There's if you, a vortex is like a funnel, right? Um, and if you looked down on it, you'd see four in uh, concentric circles, uh, an outer circle, another circle, another circle, and a smaller circle, and they would all be inside each other. And we've had this conversation before, but this is a little bit different context. So the the first outer circle of all of the vision is the essence of your vision. The essence of the vision would be agency for all, like that when when people, and that's the, the wispy part, yeah. And it needs to be wispy. Like if you yeah. jump to something tangible, you don't get to the essence of what you're yeah. trying to do. It, the essence is, um, another way to say that would be, the essence is the breath of life of everything you would do about your vision. It's the thing that gives all the things you would do the life. Okay. And without that essence, it would just be another to-do list, another goal, another target. So the prompt I give and the prompt that we would give in our workshop, I think, is uh, when blank happens, the world will change. Right. So if you said, well, when... People experience agency. Yeah. The world world will change. Yeah. That holds the essence of your vision. And from, so that's the first part. Any questions on that? No, no, no. We have talked about this before, but now I get it inside that what we're, what you're building now, but yeah. So yeah, I totally get that. That's that. Well, one thing I, so one thing that shows up for me inside that it's not so much a question. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, I, maybe just it's got to. I think I know the answer as I'm saying it. But when X happens, the world will change. Is an inherent you're creating that as the context for a vision is to make a dent in the universe is to have something different show up than what is there. I think it's now that I'm saying it out loud, of course, that would be, I mean, you wouldn't have a vision to have everything stay exactly as it is. That's not really, right. you don't right. need a vision to have All right. exactly as they are. They already are as they are. Your yeah. vision is, uh, 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 you know, about creating something that is not, it's about really, you know, that's an infinite game. That's the yep. definition of a game, right? Is, is something that isn't is more important than something that is. So yeah. the vision is, that's the, just think it's worth outlining why it's created that way mm. versus just accepting. I don't know, for me, I just needed to think yeah. through it. So yeah. Did you, I'm at did the you come to a conclusion on that? 
Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, you're creating and you want to use Simon Sinek's words, you're creating an infinite game. You know, you're talking about it the way Werner Earhart would talk about it. It's that something that's not Mm. is more important than something that is. Mm. Right. And that's a game. Right. You created something out there. You want to talk about it like, um, you know, uh, uh, Jeff and Richard are in the uh, autonomy course that I'm doing is, you know, you, you, you. It's not about, it's about the obstacles, right? That any game is really about to create, like a marathon isn't about 26 miles because if it was about getting to 26 miles, you'd get in a car. (laughs) (laughs) It's about the obstacles that it takes to do it. It's about the running. It's it's about the thing. So the vision, the the created yeah yeah world that isn't yet so now i'm going to throw myself into creating that yeah and get developed in doing that that's the development is the obstacles yeah, that yeah. that does not yet exist so all right, the right. pick any of those yeah, various yeah. interpretations yeah. and you got why the vision is when x happens the world will change as a yeah. useful construct yeah really good jim Rohn used to say um you know we set goals and um now i'm going to use the word goals not i'm going to use i'm going to interchange goals yeah in this quote with vision, vision, but we, we set goals because they entice us to become the people it takes to achieve them. Yes. Good. Right. So we have the essence of a vision about something that's not something big out in the future. That's a legacy piece that would outlive our lives. Right. Because it entices us to become the people it would take to achieve it. Right. We don't drive 26 miles in a marathon. We run it. Why? Because it's the training and the process of getting ready to do it and who I became in the process of preparing for the marathon. That is the work yeah, and the gift. The, so, um, and I, I, I can say in my own experience, I just felt like in, in my days before I got this essence piece and allowed for it, um, all the, the goals about income and lifestyle just got bored. I got bored. None of it was actually compelling enough for me to be like, I'd give my life for that. And that's where this came. That's how you got into this was like, you were just, okay. I I just, I I wanted, and not everybody, I I can, I can embrace that. Not everybody um, thinks that big. I don't think as big as Elon Musk. I don't think about colonizing Mars. That's not interesting to me i don't i don't want to do that that's i don't not, know that you're thinking any less big than that but okay but, okay that's fair. but the, but Thank the point you. is this is i mean it's very much the nature of the our particular show and what we're doing is this is for beyond the transaction you could yeah it's perfect it, it's a good point i appreciate that pushback because like if we're if every one of us is a soul and souls are expansive then maybe we all have access to thinking at this level, having vision at this level, I think we maybe sometimes put self constraints on. Well, I don't think that big, but it's not that you couldn't. I just don't know how you know whatever it is that you're creating as your vision is inherently smaller than colonizing Mars. I mean, that's a, maybe <laughs> right. that's technically something that's beyond your capabilities of thinking about the technical aspects of what it would take to colonize Mars. Sure. But you know, I can right. certainly say for myself, all people experiencing agency is no smaller of a vision than colonizing Mars. That's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. That's great. That's great. It points to it points to some of the things we do about com- our comparison, and comparison can sometimes kill off vision too. So yeah, good. that's great. Okay, uh, so once we have a vision, the essence of yeah. what we want to, how we would want to bring change to the world, 
um, I, I have found it helpful to um, quantify it in a way that um, helps me build a plan for that. So example, um, and, and the, what I call that is a tipping point. So what out in the future, like way out in the future is a representation of all people having agency where um, you know that once that tipping point is reached, it takes on a life of its own. There's a momentum that ripples through generations that there's a, if this were, so for me, I found it in people, a million members of groundswell communities, having these kinds of conscious conversations in business would ripple for generations. Do I know that? No, I said that it's a declaration. I'm declaring that. And it's the game I'm playing. But if you can quantify it, how many people or something, something for, for Elon Musk, I think his, his essence was, I want to preserve the human species in case we nuke each other and torch the earth, right? Like, so how am I going to do that? What would be the tipping? What would be the thing that would hold and ripple? Well, if we could put something on a colony on Mars, then there would be hope. So that became a tipping point where if all the things that were required to make that colonization happen were in place and it happened, then it would continue on. Okay. So does that, so as a, that's, I've been working on the language around this, like how to help people think about quantifying, because you don't just pick a number that has no, who cares, but you have to have some logic in your head for like, yeah, what is the thing that would, that we could build, create, do that once it's done, it would take on its own momentum. It would create a tipping point. And so for you, so for me, your- it's a thousand members, I'm um, sorry, a million members, thousand communities with a thousand members. So the, it's really this, this house, this community. Yep. Yep. And, and the number is a, a million. Because I felt like a million, it's just a number, but, but it's not just a number to me, to me, it represents energetic an energetic shift. Right when people are really un, in this kind of a conversation and walking, walking each other home, not just doing a mastermind for a quarter or doing a six week program, but are literally like every week meeting together and having conversations that challenge and expand their mind. Right. For their vision. That would change the world. So you don't have to come up with an answer now. I mean, this is right. really, no, no, I got it, but I got it. Good. I but it's, yeah. Yeah. Good. I, I can pick, I just love the Elon example. Not that he's gone on record to say that that's what he's doing, but it's, it really works for me as a process to think he sat there and thought, I, you know, we're going to kill each other. And so we should have some way that we could extend our species. And I couldn't, uh, so where, what could we do? We could build a space station, but we couldn't fit a lot of people on a space station. So that was not going to be a tipping point. We could, we could put people on Venus. No, we probably couldn't do that. We can't call it, you know, I can't go further out in the solar system. So I just, I imagine there were a lot of like iterations, like maybe this, maybe that, not this, not that until there was some semblance of a, maybe this, maybe this could work. And he probably sat with it for a bit. It probably wasn't like an, maybe it was a shower moment, like Eureka, you know, what we do, I got it. We're going to colonize Mars, but it's okay to be with, the uncertainty of what it is until you can find something that you 
feel ownership of. And I think that's another place that gets us off of vision is we, if we don't have the immediate answer, we're like, well, I know, I don't know. And then we start, stop the inquiry. Right. And that's why we stay in the wispiness of things because we don't know how to bring something so big down to earth and quantify Well, I think it's interesting that for you, a million seems down to earth. I, I, I mean, it is, I mean, it's, it's grounded in something at any rate, whether or not you're, I mean, it's still as close to infinite as you can get with an, without it being infinite. Yeah. Um, but regardless of the number, because the number really, I mean, on one hand, Chris, the number a million might as well be infinite. Uh, it, it's not, there's no, I don't know that there's a re I, 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 in the world of committed listening, I don't know that you could find someone who could committedly listen to a million as the goal. So it's not a goal like that. It's what, not I'm, a goal. Absolutely. I'm, so I'm sorting that out for myself, right? It's yeah, not it's a goal. It's a tipping point. It's not a goal. Right. It's, it's a placeholder. The representation. Uh, a representation. But the important part I th- in my listening of this is the container is the yeah. people participating in the conversations. And then you've got the, you know, you've then done the work and are doing the work to keep expanding this container, which is the vision of Vortex thing that you're rolling yep. out. And right. the work that we're doing here is, in fact, inside of that for you. Yep. Well, for me, it's inside something else. And I haven't articulated particularly what that something else is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. I think we've talked about this in previous episodes, actually. Um, you know, a million is... In my view, just my take on it is million is as close to infinite as you can get without saying infinite. Um, The difference for me is that, and I think this is an important distinction because if you have something that, to me, it doesn't feel impossible. Infinite feels impossible. That just yeah, good, good. That's right. Doesn't feel impossible. That's right. How many downloads of uh, Angry Birds were there? I mean, there are a million there. Are, there, When I was in real estate, there were over a million NAR members, NAR due paying members, 500 over bucks a, a, month, a year of real estate agents who were members of National Association of Realtors, over a million. Perfect. Great. So, so to me, there was precedent of. That's excellent, Chris. No, that really did completely. Uh, uh, you know, that's uh, my what I said just a moment ago really is sort of the knee-jerk defense of keeping it wispy yep uh, you know to keep it wispy not of keeping yeah. yeah like that's how i relate to it like oh fuck it it's just it's going to be might as well be infinite but no that's right there are a million nar members there are a million nar members yeah. more yeah. than that actually now um, and nar has been around 100 plus 120 years yeah. so i'm okay i think this is another part that's important is like when creating an infinite game yeah right doesn't matter when it happens I don't care. It doesn't have to happen in my lifetime. I'm not playing for a million in my lifetime. I'm, I'm right. trying to pinpoint the tipping point for humanity. And then in the rest of my lifetime, I'm going to, I'm going to go down the road as best I can to bring all the pieces that, that are needed in order for that to fulfill itself. But that might, so my, my task, I'm jumping to the end here, but my task becomes to, play the game called how do I get everything set up in such a way that this can continue until it reaches that number. Yeah. I got it. All right, good. All right, good. So 
there's the million, and then there's the house of that you're inviting a million people into, you know, and the and the yes. way that they're going to participate. That's right, right. Which I which needs to get articulated to have actually any shot of a vision being fulfilled. Totally with you. Completely. Yep. And I thought, you know, it couldn't be a million subscribers to a YouTube channel. It couldn't be because that doesn't last. That's not that it. To me, it was really like it needed to be something sustainable, like that people would continue to these conversations and this way of being together. And I was like, community, conversation, leadership, these, the, the best container for all of that was to me community. Uh, you, you listening to this could have your own container for however you want to do it. But for me, I thought if people who are wired similarly in similar verticals got together like uh, like our repurposed community of agents who are like we want to bring social change to our communities how do we use our business to do that when we're all thousand of us in real estate having this conversation together there's camaraderie there's distinction there's um comparing notes there's resource all of a sudden now there's momentum and there's momentum mm-hmm. So that's why it was a million members of community of groundswell communities, because that was the container that made the most sense for me. Good. All right. So, okay. So that's, that's the tipping point. And so we have essence and then we've got tipping point, which kind of brings it down into something planable, mappable. And so the third, the third circle then in inward is a map. How do we map our way? Just like if I was going to go from Spokane to Seattle. I would go like, here are my checkpoints from here to Seattle. Like, what's the map? Mm-hmm. So how did, so I, I started to think, how do I get to a million? How would I do that? And to your point, like, I was like, you know, 10,000 communities with 100 members, 100 members in a group feels doable, but 10,000 communities did not feel doable. I was like, that's, I can't get there that way. Mm-hmm. I went the other direction in math. I'm like, well, what if I had 100 communities? That feel, that feels doable, but each community had 10,000 people. And I'm like, that isn't community. That's not, that's too big. That doesn't feel intimate enough. So I, you know, this is just simply math for me, but I was like, okay, it, it much like you look at a, a map and you'd be like, I could go this way or I could go this way or I could go this way. I'm just, just picking your route. I picked my route and I thought, well, a thousand communities with a thousand members that feels in the realm of possible. That feels doable. I could do that. So that became how I mapped my way to a million. How am I going to get to a million members? Thousand communities with a thousand members in each community. So that's the third circle is in the vortex of vision is the map. How do you map your way? If I bring it back to the Elon example, you know, he's like, okay, colonize Mars is a tipping point. What am I going to need? What resources, strategy, what am I going to need to do that? Well, I'll probably need some solar powered thing. So we have Tesla shingles and Tesla power walls. He's like, well, we're probably going to need the, the, the surface of Mars is not very um, inhabitable. So we need to drill holes. So he's got the boring company, which drills big, big ass tunnels. Right. He also uh, was like, I'm going to need a way to get there. So SpaceX, he's got SpaceX. He's got the, 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 the Tesla truck, which I'm pretty positive was not made for earth. The ugliest thing I've ever seen. But um, anyway, and then, um, and he's like, well, we'll need a, a way to communicate. So he bought Twitter. And and then he's like, well, we're going to need some sort of way for internet access. So he's got his satellite internet. I mean, I'm just, 
he hasn't gone on record to say this is all the plan, but it's obvious to me. I'm like, he's got all the resources and he keeps gathering them and building them and funding. They're all viable businesses on their own. But to me, these are all parts that go into his map for how to pull off the tipping point. So um, side note, what's interesting about that is when you have a big vision like this and you make decisions, strategic decisions like to buy Twitter and everybody throws shade at you because they think it's a really stupid investment, Mm -hmm. but you're playing a different game, all of a sudden it doesn't matter. You don't care. I think so many people are afraid to say stuff to the world because they don't know what their vision is. And so we were like, oh, people are throwing shade at me. I'm, I'm so embarrassed that I made that decision. But when you know what the vision is, you just go collect the resources and off you go. So that's the so, math. Great. Well, you, you say stuff because I've been talking and I don't want okay, to leave. Okay, good. I no, I, I get it. So uh, um, just one thing is I really have a whole series of, of personal opinions about Elon Musk that get in my way of <laughs> metaphors. It's um, fine, I'm sure. I, 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 can, I can detach myself from my opinion, but I notice okay, I just keep detaching myself from my okay, opinion. Okay, good. Um, uh, but yeah, no, that I, I can hear the logic. I, I, I'm without my having the tipping point. Yeah. Um, it makes it uh, everything now is theoretical, right? I mean, my listening, like, yeah, I can get it theoretically, and it's. Uh, I'm interested now in the. Uh, is it a course, the community, the vision of Vortex community? What are we calling it? Uh, it's That's a series I'm doing in my Groundswell community that's, for, okay, great. for the, my community partners. Great. The Vortex of Vision, like, uh, I, uh, I'm in this conversation, like, that's the, what we're having now is the fundamental conversation of that community. Yes, it's, that's okay. what I'm holding space for. And then as a group, we're Good. exploring it inquiring about it and and i'd be interested because my mind is now hooked around your example yep and i'm having difficulty breaking free from what it would look like to have other expressions of it yeah um because yours is a really a i'm in it right now i'm like in your example i'm a piece of your example i'm you know i'm a piece of your vision um and frankly, everyone listening to the podcast and in our repurposed community is part of that vision. I mean, that's we're in your vortex. Um, so I'm have I'm grappling with for myself what would my tipping point look like, free f- from the example yeah. of yours. Like, what would it look like for me? And then I could then mapping it becomes. Uh, an exercise yeah but without the tipping point right it doesn't it's that's just right conceptual so that's right um so i'm listening like yeah i get where i would go but then i would um would you know yeah still sort of yep rotating on what um what my tipping point would look like I think the point of these kind of conversations and our, and for that matter, our workshop, anybody trying to try moving through the, the thought spaces of 
what's my vision. Um, it's not a, it's not like you just like whip out the worksheet and it's done. Like right. it really does take some ownership. You got, you have to cut, it's like in math, you got to come to your own conclusion and then show your work. How did you get to your answer? Like, don't just put a number on the page, show right. me how you got to your answer. Cause without ownership of it, then you won't have the future pull that your vision would provide for you won't have, you won't, you won't die on that hill. You won't go the distance for it because it doesn't actually mean anything to you. You right. were just doing an exercise. Right. Right. Good. Okay, good. So, so the last piece then, once yeah, you have a map, one. yeah, right. Once you have the map of, of like, for me, a thousand communities with a thousand members is like the plan. What's the plan for how to do that? Like, so, and that takes time, but you got to start with what you have. So you just take the next right step for the plan of it. I, I realized, okay, well, I need one community. I need to, I need to build the first community. So a year and a half ago, I created Groundswell University. I invited 20 people, 13 said yes. And we've been meeting for a year and a half and been seeing what works and doesn't work and noticing my thoughts about where I feel like it's missing stuff and thoughts about where I really feel charged by what it's doing. And, mm-hmm. and you just work your prototypes through. And then you and I uh, had a conversation um, only last winter and then started our podcasting last June and with this community in mind, and then a, a light worker community um, happened in, we started a conversation in August and I started, okay, so now I've got some, I'm working out the prototype of how do I get in partnership with people? What does that feel like? How do I do it in a way that feels good to me? So I'm not, how do I preserve the quality and the curated community? So it's not just anybody can buy and come in and it, and then becomes a shit show. And now it's, right. you know, not serving its purpose to change humanity because we're having stupid conversations instead of evolved conversations. Like, so these are the things you just, but that there's a plan for it. And as I keep going down the road, I'm like, ah, I can see where groundswell can resource the communities. <laughs> like as the communities grow and the revenue grows for groundswell, I can, there are now annual convention or an, an annual event um, guest speakers. Like there's all kinds of stuff now that, right. that you can see now that you're down right. the road that you couldn't see. And right. I can it's plan for plan. it. Yeah, right. The plan doesn't have to be. The plan doesn't have to be f- completed. Complete. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just the next step. What's the next step? Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, you know, I, for sure where I'm, you know, and it, it left looking is, okay, well, what, what does that tipping point look like for people being empowered to have agency in their life? What would it either how many people yeah and who are they and where are they and um yeah what are they doing mm-hmm. that you know i could say yeah that's a tipping point for humanity that things have changed that you know that yeah. that's that's a new that's a new reality right um and that's a really fun place to explore. Like, yeah. I think don't shortchange, not, I'm not saying this just to you, but um, don't shortchange the exploration of all the different variables that could make that change that people have agency. Like you might say, well, maybe it's not, and I'm just going to use my numbers here, but maybe it's not a million people. Maybe it's 
10,000 leaders in organizations that are very like, I know I have a heart for um, victims of domestic violence. I know I have a heart for, um, and you start going through the very specific verticals or, or points of impact that you, that you have a heart for and you go, okay, well, what would, what would it look like to have that world look like? And you just start to explore what would, maybe you're like, you know, developmental age of kids, like kids are such, such an underserved for a conscious conversation. Kids kind of get thrown into the, to the adult world of things and the system of things. And I think there's an un, a missing conversation in the developmental years of kids. And so maybe your heart goes that direction. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up, but, right. but that's where you start yeah. to think like agency, where is that? What are the pieces of agency? I don't know. What, what is it? What does it, what does that even mean to me? <laughs> right. Well, one, so, I mean, you know, part of what has where this show and what we're doing here fits inside my vortex yep. of vision, right? Like what yep. Yep. expression this is, is to do is have, uh, realtors develop that sense of agency and to have them be the leaders of that conversation in their communities. Mm. Like that's, that, that's what this is. So, yep. um, right, right. but I don't think the tipping point is a million realtors. Although, I mean, you know, that you just said it, there's one, you know, I mean, I think there's 1.6 million realtors in this country right now. Wow. Uh, right. Yeah. And um, I mean, on one hand, it seems a little bit narrow of a scope or, uh, uh, but, you know, given how, is the word ubiquitous? Does that mean all over the place? Ubiquitous? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Um you know, given how endemic and ubiquitous we are, real estate agents are, um, you know, and the premise of the sh- of that we started with, you and I started with, that started this show was like the the mm-hmm. s- special place inside the lives of our clients that we hold that we're not generally responsible for holding, but mm-hmm. if we were, we could then leverage that community inside what matters to us so it on one hand it it i have i'm gonna say it this way it feels silly mm. for me to say when one million real estate agents are having this conversation you know our leaders in their community the world will change yeah it was like what the fuck does that even like <laughs> are you kidding like yeah. it's like it, if on one hand it feels a little bit like trying to you know force the sh- foot into the glass slipper like okay yeah. this happens you know when you, when all you have is a na- when all you have is a hammer everything looks like a nail yeah, yeah um yeah right. it was a little bit like that uh-huh. um <laughs> at the same time the math checks out i mean there's just in this country there's over a million forget about what there are worldwide and they really are you know it's a major you know, they're, they take, they have a very special role in the yeah. uh, lives of the people for whom they serve. Yeah. You know, there really is a, 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 a space there that yeah. is underutilized and uh, unexamined. So maybe the silliness is just in a little bit of embarrassment that we have, I haven't done anything really about it. 
Um, so I haven't resolved for myself that. Yeah. That uh, dichotomy, that, that variance, but this certainly is- the math checks out. I mean, you know, the, those people are. Yeah. There. And if you looked at the turnover rate of agents, how many people get out of, how many agents get out of the business? It's just because there's a million now, it's like the revolving door. What if it's 80, 70, 78% like don't, don't make it for for two years. Yeah. 87 within five. Within five. So if you look at that, like 800,000 are turning over every five years, roughly based on that. So then you start looking at that and you go, well, Maybe it's not so much that, I mean, what it, and these, I, I'm, this is how my mind works. So I start to go, well, what if it was new agents? So that when they came in their the beginning of their adventure in real estate was that of agency. And even if they didn't stick around in real estate, they, who they became as agents of agency in the world and their community served them to go further. And so we could, we could still walk with each other in our, in our agency even if they weren't an agent anymore. Right. And maybe those people have uh, preferred partners like lenders and um, loan uh, 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 inspectors and insurance agents that also have this. And now, you know, there's power. And so what if it wasn't all agents? What if it was agents, lenders, and insurance? Now you're like, you've divided that number in thirds. Right. And financial planners. And financial, you know, I divided in four. So, and this isn't the game of math I play in my head to go, how do I get my head around this not being a joke or a, you know, some thing that I'm just throwing a number at? I'm like, how would this actually be possible for me? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it you know, yeah. I mean, they're, you know, these people, these people, my people, yep, are in fact embedded. We're, you know, like reporters get embedded with troops. Yeah, I feel like we're embedded. I feel like you know, like it, it occur, like you know those alien movies where the aliens are amongst us. <laughs> yeah, you know they're embedded. Right. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, the, Men in Black. Uh, Men in Black, or the um the the what the pub one um in in England. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I saw that one. The last. Oh, it's funny. It's it's uh, uh, anyway. Um, I can't think of it. Making me crazy. Um, the. Uh, you know, but like embedded, like, you know, if we turn them on, if those people got turned on, right. Unleashed those people that are already embedded in the communities and who they were, were in fact, you know, agents of change in their communities for what their particular communities spoke, you know, because everyone's got a different, you know, community. Everyone's got a different way of speaking. Yeah. A different, uh, a different voice, a different, um, Mm -hmm conversation a different community that they speak to and i don't you know whatever it is but if people that really would then give they then had agency to fulfill that Mm -hmm. and they're giving people permission and empowering people that their community that really could i mean it's a funny way to go about creating change Mm -hmm. you know it seems that's the part about it like really you're gonna use real estate agents to create change except for you know the, the the metaphor that just in talking about it is, you know, when McDonald's realized they weren't in the hamburger business, but were in right. the real estate business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they've got the corners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They own that real estate. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they, that's their business. Yeah. You know, we own that real real estate agents own that real estate. We own that mindshare. We own that place in the communities. We mm-hmm. already exist in there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think the, the, it would change the conversation for sure. If it was new agents knew what they were getting into, wasn't slinging three houses a month. Right. But look, you're going to do this. And where you're going to start is who are you speaking to and who are you speaking for? Yep. So good. Wow. Okay. Well, that then becomes a, a, a tipping point kind of conversation. Yeah. You know, like a million yeah. new agents. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, doesn't have to be new agents, but yep. from the beginning, right? And then, and then the mapping part of it really is then sort of like, okay, well, get them when they're young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, if you started with the, how many new people are there, and you know, within the first five years, you know, yeah. you empowered them. It's funny because this morning I was uh, doing some work inside my app, um, and looking at uh, niche. Mm-hmm. conversations you know like mm-hmm. empowering people to pick their niche and your work on leads you love came up and yeah um in my mind and that's strikes me as a, a, a parallel for this conversation somewhere there's a there's a parallel or tangential relationship between picking your niche and picking the who you're speaking to and what yeah. you're standing yeah. for Absolutely. kind of world that i haven't explored yet so yeah um yeah because you're certain You'll start to figure out, like, I, I think, I think it's important I to figure out Look at me. who this is for. Yeah. You know, like not everybody, not every agent is going to want to participate in this conversation. Right. So you start to go, okay, well, it is, it, maybe it's a million, but it's a million blank. It's a million who's. It's a million people right. who people like us think like this. People like us do things like this. Well, that is really sort of then this podcast. I mean, that's really what we've been doing here this whole time. We just haven't had that name on it or that. Um, yeah. Uh, a clarity about the uh, articulation of the vision. Yeah. Right. But that then becomes what this I, that completely fits inside what we created for this. Yeah. I just have, we haven't articulated it that way yet. Right. Um, which is good. And I think this whole, we can sort of wrap this inside yep. of um, it's not about the destination it's about the journey i mean you look at the it's about who you become in figuring it out it's yeah, the yeah. are can you hang in there in the uncertainty of not knowing and press through until something comes out the other end that's useful yeah and that you can examine and use that to take to the next step like you know versus oh shit i can't think of a tipping point fuck it i'm just gonna sling six more houses <laughs> right you know yeah yeah exactly yeah no. so good Wow. Well, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, this is the, I mean, look, these are the kind of conversations that I think the premise of our community is a premise of our community is that each of us have a difference. We want to make a vision, a vision that we want to clarify. And once clarified, want to live out, walk down the path of living that out in this lifetime. And it's better to do that together than to do it alone. So if you are an agent who has a vision for making the world a better place and you don't want to do that on your own and you want to work, compare notes with others doing the same thing, then you can go to repurpose.group forward slash invite and um, see a video of Aaron and I there explaining the community and an application. So we'd love to learn more about you. Thanks, Aaron. Peace. Peace.